What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 121.1, and we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Halo Reach. Today I have with me Matt. Oh. And yeah, um, kind of a shorter game. Especially considering we played Yakuza like a dragon, which took what five episodes. <laughs> yeah. So many of those Yakuza games took so long to play. Actually, one of the most surprising things for me here, actually, literally, the game ended, and I was like, "Oh wait, I didn't realize this was the end." Exactly. That was that was kind of how I felt. I was like, "Oh, this is a quick game," but actually, it was kind of a standard length game. I would say I probably put maybe six, seven hours into it at the end there. Um, so it was a decently long game. Um, we, uh, I guess we left off. There was a little bit of story beats here and there. Um, but it was, I feel like this was kind of like your standard halo fare. The first half of this game started getting a little bit more story heavy about the halfway through. Yeah, certainly the most memorable thing for me in the entire first half of this game was the space battle. Yes, absolutely. And we get a little bit of a change of scenery again uh, right after this first part. Um, so obviously we left off with us falling back down to the planet, back down to reach. Um, George had sacrificed himself to destroy this mother base, um, but then we see multiple more coming uh from a jump drive back to reach. So it's a full on invasion. What we thought we had saved the planet. Nope. Nope. Now we're, we're completely screwed. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we fall back down to the planet. We basically have to walk ourselves back to civilization, which is the, the city of new Alexandria, um, which I guess it's, it seems like it's a capital city. Maybe the capital of Reach. I'm not sure. I don't know how this stuff works. But it's a very large city. And, um, yeah, we're kind of stranded. We're, we're by ourselves. We have very low ammunition. We're using a pistol. And we're going through these kind of like abandoned but attacked streets of New Alexandria trying to find military people to, to reconvene with. Reminds me just a little bit of Mass Effect where you've got this kind of futuristic city and lots of whites and reasonably clean streets that have been damaged by war. Yeah. Yeah, definitely feel got that feeling. I, I got so I had played ODST previously. This feels a lot like ODST whenever you're running around the 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 city after it's been abandoned after a war, basically. Um and I like this vibe a lot. I think this is really cool. Um, there's one thing I have to mention, though. There was just random achievements that would pop up. Did you get, like, just <laughs> random-ass achievements? <laughs> yeah, a few of them. Yeah, I got a couple of them. And I looked them up, and I was like, one of them was just, like, looking at a billboard. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even see a billboard. But apparently I looked at it at one point while I was walking around the city. Um. But yeah, we, we there's obviously some in some ground troops in New Alexandria. Uh, we do reconvene with some military uh, troops. I think there there were some uh, ODST, some orbital drop shock troopers, are what they're known as. Uh, they were there. 
um, trying to stop off some of the invasion that had happened. So we meet back up with them um, and fight our way to reconvene with the rest of the noble team. Um, and uh, yeah, I I, I kind of like this sequence a lot. You were kind of like alone for a little while there. Then you meet up with some military guys. You're trying to make your way up to um, a tower that's in the city. I thought um, the, the second half of this game had a lot more variety and a lot better feel. Yes. It, just in terms of understanding what I was doing as well as... Yeah. You know, as well as things kind of chaining together and, and, and being kind of logical progressions. Um, obviously, falling back to a planet city, like you could have fallen anywhere. So at sure. the start of this level, I didn't really feel that. But, uh, you know, I do like the way that, you know, this level chains into the next one. And uh, it was good in this level to kind of be in a city for the first real time. Because in in my mind, the first half of the game is more pure what I consider Halo to be, which is just those little skirmishes where, you know, you drive up and over a hill and then all of a sudden something happens and now you're you're running around this small area in, in that's what it is. It's just that skirmish against five or six or eight enemies or ten enemies and you know, the same thing we discussed, kind of that loop. But it still happens here, but the fact that it's in a city just from a purely aesthetic point of view it felt different you know you've got that kind yeah. of post-war abandonment feel and um you know given the fact that the whole planet is basically under siege you know it, it just kind of fits with fits with that i don't know yeah no it's, it's definitely a change of scenery usually like you said you're in most halo games you're out in the wilderness somewhere the forest or the desert or something you know running around like almost uninhabited land. Yeah. Or outposts and, and stuff. Exactly. Night. So uh, I, I'd say both for, for good and for bad, the get the game moves really quick, like one level into the next or one area into the next. I feel like it's a very fast paced game in that sense, even during the slow parts, like the slow part is a dedicated slow part. It's never really a slog to figure out what to do or where to go. It's, you know, it's real quick, quick pacing and getting you from one fight to the next and to, you know, end of the level fight. And while I almost would have liked to sometimes take a step back and, you know, not necessarily Bioshock levels of enjoying the environment and taking it in, but, you know, a, a little bit of a slowdown might've been good. But on the other hand, it was so fast paced it, this game even though I would say, yeah, it's definitely a short game relative to most of what we've been playing recently. It felt even shorter than that to me because I felt like I never, I never really stopped or got bored. I was just kind of moving one, one thing to the next one fight to the next. And all of a sudden the game's over. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely felt like more of a frantic thing. Like go here, do this, do this. All right, go here, do this. And, and, and they give you a lot of direction. Like, all right, go here, finish this okay since we've did this now we have to do this kind of thing um and, and it's moment interesting that moment. They, they never give you like the arrow or the line of just follow this line but the levels are yeah. kind of clear enough and and 
the skirmishes are kind of wide open, but the levels themselves are pretty directional. So you kind of just know, move forward, and you'll you'll keep going until you get to the end of the level. Yeah, they really get lost much. No, I never really got lost much. Um, There were like you know there were some times where they would give you a marker to go to, particularly whenever you're in the open world area, kind of like you're flying around or something like that. But yeah, like a lot of times they just give you a, like keep moving east, keep moving east, and so you can look at your your compass and say you know I'm moving east and look for a door. Yeah, there's the door, kind of thing. So they they do a good job of that, and I, and I think like especially in modern games now, modern games will just give you like a trail to follow. Um, and Halo, too easy. Halo, <laughs> yeah, Halo's never really done that. Halo is kind of like just this is a it's not even a semi open world. This is, this is a, an open arena and do it, do what you want, you know, dispose of these enemies, however you want, and then move on from there. Um, or just run by the enemy. So toward the end of this game, there were a lot of firefights that I got into who I just booked it right through them and made it to where I needed to go because it, it also, the game kind of pushed it that way. They were like, get there as fast as you can kind of thing. You know, screw these guys. Just, just run by them. You know, we need you here, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I, I actually like that about it. Like, they, like most games would have you like, nope, this door is locked until you kill everybody in the room. And Halo, they're just like, oh, you just ran by those guys. Go for it. Keep going. Keep going. It's a little bit kind of reinforcing that, like, choose how you want to approach the battle. And if how you want to approach the battle is to run, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I feel like Far Cry does a pretty good job with that. Like, Far Cry obviously gives you, like, an outpost where you have to kill dudes. And, like, you do it however you want to. You want to call an airstrike and just carpet bomb the dudes? Go for it. You want to do it stealthily using a bow and arrow? Go for it, you know. However you want to do it. And and Halo... That's one thing I have to give Halo. They've always done that. Like even from the first Halo, they're going to give you an arena and say, "Here's your bad guys. Do what you want." And you know, you want to throw grenades? Go for it. If you want to go up and stealthily try to kill these dudes, go for it. You know, and and I, and they give you the tools for that. Do I feel like? Mm, so we're going to go back to the Doom talk. <laughs> Do they give you the tools for it? Yes. Does it play? Does it play as good as it should? Probably not. I will say that when you were spotted, you are going to have to basically kill everybody there, unless you run away from them, like run to your objective. In Doom, it is here's your arena. You can look at the arena all you want to. You can run around it. When you activate this thing your enemies are going to show up. So it's basically like you're, they're giving you your preliminary observe your area, see where all the pickups are, see where the ammo is, see where you can jump and stuff like that. Now activate your enemies. You know your arena. Use that information to your advantage. In Halo, you, you're giving an arena. Your enemies are already there, and you kind of have to be more tactical with how you handle things. The problem with Halo has always been is it's kind of haphazard. You know, once you start the firefight, you're going to have to think on the fly. And most of the time it is circle around dudes, 
hide behind a rock, shoot guys when you can. So I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I'm negative on this game more than I am positive. When truth be told, Halo Reach is probably the best Halo game I've played. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It, it, it really is. I, I think, I think to a, to a T, this is, this is the best Halo game I've played. Halo honed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best thing. That, that word right there is perfect for it. It is honed. So, so when you say Halo, you know what you're getting into. If you want the peak Halo experience, Halo Reach is probably the best one. So that, that's the best way to put it. I've never been a big fan of Halo, but if I had to choose a Halo game to play, it would probably be Reach. That's, that's, I probably should be saving this for the end, but whatever. Um, yeah. So eventually we'll reconvene with, with parts of Noble Team. Not all of them, but parts of them. Uh, we're still, we're still utilizing the ODST, um, guys. Um, and they task us with the next chapter or the next mission with, uh, flying to different locations to help out with people. So you'll get a call. Hey, we're under attack at this place. We'll fly to this location, help them out. And we're also trying to turn off their, uh, communication jammers. They have multiple communication jammers that are keeping us from talking to headquarters, getting our word out there kind of thing. So we're trying to find these locations, stop the jammers. At the same time, we're also getting calls of like, we're under attack, come help us out. And we fly to these different locations. How long did it take you to figure out how to fly? <laughs> Not long. It took me about five minutes. I was like, okay, <laughs> it keeps saying hit A. I'm holding A and nothing's happening. <laughs> what is going on? So A is to... Continue with the altitude that you have. Lock it, basically. Yes. Left trigger is to go up and down. That's what I wanted to know. I tried every button. I tried everything. And I was like, what the hell makes me ascend? That's all I want to know is how do I ascend? <laughs> it's like that accurate flight sim simulator, Flappy Bird, where you have to oh, hold Flappy, left, yeah. left trigger to go up and then gravity pulls you back down. Exactly. You hit A to stop and you descend. You hit A again, you stop. And if yeah. you want to go higher, you hold down the left trigger. Got it. Okay. As, as soon as I figured that out, I'm good. So There were a couple uh, of memorable parts in, in, in Mission 7, though, before we get to the flight. Okay. For, for me, there was just two things I wanted to mention. There's one big, like, um, kind of an arena fight in, you're like in a big atrium. And I think there's like an elevator you're waiting on. Uh, it reminded and, me of like a train depot or something like that. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Or, yeah, w whatever it was. They, they poured in from all sorts of directions there. The brutes and jackals and everyone. And, you know, yeah. you really start to get some of those guys that you definitely can't just pick off. I, they... I don't know what they are. Some of the uh, elites with the ornate helmets that really come after you. Yeah. The golden armored guys. Yeah. 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 Those guys, they have shields. Then they also have a lot of armor. Um, those guys are usually pretty deadly. So I, truth be told, I died a good amount in this game. I would say yeah. overall 
from beginning to end, I probably died 40 times. I definitely died there a were... lot more in the second half. I probably only died four times, I, I think I said, in the first half, but it was probably more like 20 in the second half. Yeah, like I, I died a good amount it, to the point where there were a couple of times I was like, man, if I die again, I'm turning this fucking game off. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was one of those I was like, mm, that was bullshit. <laughs> you know, like there was there was a couple of times where I'm like, I just died. I'm like, oh, something blew up next to me. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a bomb. I don't know what it was. It killed me, but I died. And I was just like, mm, that's bull. That's bull. I actually so, took two or three deaths in that atrium train depot just by accidentally killing civilians, I think. Oh, really? You yeah. accidentally shot a bunch of civilians? Well, a few too many great grenades, I think, that went off near them. Gotcha. Apparently, yeah. that's frowned upon. I did not. So I didn't. I never got a game over because I killed too many civilians or too many friendlies. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one other part the, was where you have to is it there's there's two things you have to activate or blow up um outside and you, i feel like each one you have to fight to get to the little platform um activate it and then they roll in like tanks and wraiths and stuff oh, and then you have to get the next one then you have to like assault the the building to try to get to the top. It's almost like storming a beach in some ways. Yeah, yeah, you with the jetpack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was so yeah, I mentioned the tower thing. Um yeah, you're that's when you're with the ODS ODST guys and they're they're kinda jetpacking with you kind of thing. And yeah, climbing that tower took a while. Like that was multiple checkpoints of jumping from one point to another and having a bunch of dudes there. I, yeah. I didn't mind that part either. That was, that was actually really good. That was whenever you like you, you clear the, the landing pad and then that's when they bring you the, the, the ship that you're going to be piloting. And then um, the one, there, there was a separate one that was all the way down on like the, the ground, the earth. And you have to do, you have to take out two missile batteries Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And there's like an there's an open like grassy spot in between the two, and I found myself kind of going back and forth, and you have to kind of fight your way up the stairs. Yeah, um, I remember that now. But yeah, I don't know. There a couple of those points where like, yeah, I mean, I guess you're taking out two missile batteries to protect the, you know, to protect the area from from incoming ships, but. For me, it was it was really more just about oh these it's two platforms and then we're going to storm the building and you got to clear the stairs. It was more about that kind of minute to minute tactical like how how do I get to the next section? And for me, that was one of the more chaotic ones because as I was turning and trying to go up the hill to the building, all of a sudden now there's tanks and stuff shooting me from behind because they got dropped off by a ship. So you know that for me was one of the better moments of. You know, somewhat the sloppiness that you mentioned, but, you know, somewhat that fight chaos where it's not clear cut and just go down a, a hallway and then you're done. It, it, they really do kind of throw things at you from all directions. And sometimes I'm sniping people. You know, I, I took an attempt where I tried to take over one of those little, I don't know if they're called wraiths, the little purple single seater. 
Oh, that's the uh, the um, ghosts. Ghosts. You know, often I'm trying to take one of those and then ram it into a building. And sometimes they put those little, like, balustrades up so you can't get through. And I'm trying to be like, all right, can I somehow hop it? Actually take this vehicle into a building and have <laughs> my unlimited ammo that way? So I, I, I probably spend a bit too much time trying to do that one exact thing over and over in this game. Right. But yeah, uh, make it to the tower, clear the landing pad, and that's when they bring us our ship. And that's where we go from location to location, basically helping out people in need as well as taking out their jammers. I thought this was really cool, too, just as a different, you know, a, a pretty different level structure, level style. Yeah, so it's 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 definitely one of those where you, there is air combat where you're shooting down stuff on top of landing, getting out, and doing you know firefight combat on the ground kind of thing. So drop off, go somewhere, finish this, kill these guys, stop the jammer, get back into your ship, fly somewhere else, shoot out some ghosts and stuff like that, then land somewhere else take out a jammer, help out these guys. They're needing help. And there were a few like moments that were really cool. Like, so there was one that was like, we're at this nightclub where they're this under siege and you go there. There's like, you know, it's like a nightclub vibe. There's bars. There's, there's like a DJ set area stuff. And then there's a jammer there that you got to take out. Um, there was one part where you were at a, I can't remember where it was, but I think it was like a, um, almost like a government building. It felt, it felt like a government building um, or maybe like an administrative building or something like that where there were um, the big guys with the, the shields. Um, I can't remember what they're called. Berserkers. The berserkers, is that what it was? And they're you know, the, hunters, the, the big, the green ones. Hunters. Yeah, the hunters, the hunters. Um, yeah, to take those guys out, take out a jammer there. And I think there was even another one where there was a jammer where it was kind of like a trap that was set up. Like there was nothing there, but when you turned yeah. off the jammer, they, you got ambushed kind of thing. The insect-looking so, enemies? Yeah, those insect guys, the flying guys. Yeah. I don't I don't know what those – drones maybe is what they're called. I can't remember what they're called. But um, there was a lot of variety in this mission. Like, it was crazy tons of in, variety. The, in the nightclub that there was four hunters in there. Four hunters, yeah. Yeah, that's just... I I took out three of them, and I just said, actually, I don't need to take out the fourth one, so I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just run away. And I'm glad they give you that option. That's the thing, is like, I, I, I'll I come in the game for that. They give you the option to be like, you know what, you don't want to do this? Leave, you know? Or better yet, land your ship, and then just machine gun guys from your ship. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of fun, too. Like why waste yep. my why, why waste my ammo when this ship has unlimited? Precisely, and that's what I, I did that a good amount. Um, I like how kind of after, seamless it is from the flying around. You land and hop out of the ship, and then you're you're right there. There's no loading or anything between those two sections. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. Like this game was made in 2010. I'm trying to imagine other games that came out around that time, and if they had that kind of, you know. I guess processing power. I don't, I'm not entirely sure, but you know, for, for a game that came out on the 360, that's actually pretty impressive. 
you know, I don't know when. I know Grand Theft Auto Five kind of had that where, you know, there was no real loading screens where you could just walk into a building kind of thing. But I can't remember when that came out. Um, but no, that like, and I, I still say it. I still say it to this day. Graphically, this game looks pretty good. It does. Like, like I liked it. I mean, I, I don't know what the upgrades are from the Master Chief collection or whatever, because that's what I'm playing it on. But the Master Chief collection or not, this game still looks pretty stinking good, especially toward the end there where you had like the, the storm in the background with the lightning and stuff. I was like, this looks really cool. Like, I, I really liked how the, the visual effects and everything looked. Yeah, and I'll say they, you know, the 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 resolution is up like I'm playing it on the PC so you know I expect it to look sharp and it, you know it has whatever whatever graphics whatever effects they've been able to build into it but for me some of the most striking things are kind of the, the color schemes and the way they set things up like later on you know here with the storm it's really cool later on you've got this like far off in the distance this really big raging storm or even in the first half I don't know what level it was. Maybe like the third level level or so where it's like night and it's very quiet when you land and everything's kind of like bathed in this purpley light. Mm-hmm. Like there's something just about the color scheme and the art direction of this game. The the purples, the turquoises, they're very vibrant colors. It doesn't – it very much does not have kind of the muddy brown shooter look. And Halo never has, but I, I feel like they almost amped up the colors a little bit in this game. Yeah, yeah. Really Halo. Good. That that's one thing I had to I had to say about Halo. Halo has always been a very bright game. It's a very colorful game, and it, it it gives off this cartoony look, but also trying to stay realistic. It's weird. It's almost like a. It's yeah. is the only thing I can compare it to is like a cell shaded kind of game. You know, like like Borderlands is very cartoony looking, but it's also very realistic looking. It's weird. It's like a. It gives off like a like an animated look to it. Yeah, and some of um, that kind of um, cartoony feel is exacerbated by some of the humor and like the grunts and stuff acting kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like. Halo's always been like I, I I don't know what this game is rated, but I think it's rated M for mature. I'm not sure though, but it's always been like like when you get shot, there's blood like splattered everywhere. So I I'm like okay, so this is a mature game, um, but it looks kind of cartoony at times. It's it's weird. Like I've I've always found that very strange about about Halo, is like it's it's a cartoony look, but it's very mature in its tone. But yeah, um, and that, I struggle a little bit with that in this game because I never really know what they're going for because I feel like in other Halo games it was it was serious with that cartoony vibe but it it was never really tugging at your heartstrings. I feel like they tried to do that a bit more in this game with yeah. some of the noble team deaths. Yes, but but I definitely didn't feel that. Um, again, it's, this isn't really that type of game, and you know I'm not going to hold it against the game by any means. But instead of you know, so they, they've gone up. So I don't see the characters here as the white one, the red one, the blue one, the pink one, whatever. But I do see them here as you know the tough boss, the the big guy with the knife, you know the the loner, almost like you know like your Ninja Turtles, where they're each one has a 
role that they're filling, thing. and that's really all yeah. they do. That's all they are. They're defined by that one thing. So they have characterization, I guess, but they don't have depth. And I think that's yeah. what that's what's missing that gives any of these deaths any gravitas or or, or meaning. Right? Like on top of that, they, they kinda willy nilly kill people off. Yeah. Sometimes it's just they, in a they, quick cut really scene do. and it's not to like save anyone. It's just like they took a step in the wrong direction and got shot and they're dead. Bullet through the head. Yeah. That that oh yeah, we're leading into it, but um that on top of like you know, it's almost like an in game cutscene. Like I, I, well, we can get into it. So, so uh, after the flying around mission where we're saving people and and taking out the communicators, we do we have the cutscene where we're we're supposed no we're supposed to go kind of like rendezvous with Halsey. Yeah, and that's when when Cat gets shot. So, and it, and it's kind of random. Like we're, we're just, we're just walking through this, this area and cats in, in mid conversation with us and she gets shot in the head and dies like just straight up, just like gets snipe shot in the head. And, you know, I feel like that's the one death that they try to stress is like, you know, impactful. Yeah. Um, while the other two deaths that we get are just like, eh, it happened kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Cat getting shot, you know, we're talking about, you know, we have to go meet with Halsey. And she's she's kind of complaining, like, what the hell? What, there's, there's bigger fish to fry here. We're under an invasion. The planet's probably going to be taken over. And we're going to go meet with this scientist. Who cares? Like, why are we doing this? And bam, get shot in the head, and we're like, "Oh shit!" Like that person's dead now. Um, who's been with us from the entire game? You don't even like. It's not like it was a lead up, like where she sacrificed herself to save you, or the big bad shot her in the head. So now you've got a a, a real reason to take him down at the end of the game. It was just. Did they even show who did it? It was just a random sniper bullet, right? No, it was just a random guy. Yeah. That, that they shoot at later, like they like it, when she dies, everybody's like shooting at him, which we assume they killed him. But yeah, it was just a random guy, and I mean, not to not to get into, but that's I feel like that's more the more realistic death out there, you know. Just it, it was a random shot in the head, you know. One 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 moment they're there, one moment they're not. As opposed to. Was it the earlier death where you you know you see someone get picked up and then they get the the double sword through the back and you're you're kind of watching it unfold, un, unable to stop it, but it's it's kind of in real time right in front of you. That happens after this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, George was the first one to die. He he sacrificed himself and and threw us off the off the ship and we landed back yeah. on Reach. Yeah, the uh, Emil is the one you're talking about. Emil. Yep. That's um, right. But the, there's a death before that. <laughs> um, so uh, before we get to that, um, uh, we have a, a radio communications with Halsey basically telling us we need to go somewhere. We need to go back to the sword base, the Oni sword base. Um, why? We don't really know. 
that's now been taken over by the covenant. Um, but we need to, we need to go back there. Okay. So it's kind of like a, it starts off as kind of like a stealth mission, but then it turns into a raid where we're taking back where we started at the beginning of the game. Um, and I didn't have much issue here. There were a few times where I had deaths and stuff like that. I had deaths in every chapter basically. Um, but it was just like one of those restarts. Okay. Well, well, I got a checkpoint. Let me just start it back up. Um, then I know not to go there now kind of thing, or I know need to throw a grenade at this point, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Approach it slightly differently. I think that's again, one of the benefits here, you know, it didn't work. Try something different. Try something a little bit different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, storm the, uh, uh, sword base. Um, and we're like, okay, well, we're here. Where do we go from here? And there is an AI that's talking to us saying, go, we're going to open a door for you. Go here. And it leads us underground. We're like, okay, well, this isn't going to help us stop the invasion. What are we doing? That was one moment Um, I liked when they're, when they're getting the directions and they're like, well, this doesn't even make any sense. It's like 500 meters underground. And they're like, just go there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's one of the only times I feel like, uh, maybe that's unfair, but it's where I, I, I had that spark of a little bit of mystery. Like, Oh, what is underground? What, what's there? Is it a relic? Is it whatever, you know, at least it's a bit of mystery. Um, not the only time the game had mystery, but, you know, the fact that we're actually going underground here, my hope is that you'll see some kind of artifact or something that's meant to turn the tide of the war. And, you know, it, it'll, it, in, in some ways, that, 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 that does kind of catapult to the rest of the game. But, you know, for, for me, this is not quite the beginning of the end game, but in, in some ways, everything from here is at least logical and sequential, whereas sure. a lot of the things up until now have been a little bit scattered. Yeah. So, leading underground, we find this kind of top secret base. Um, it's a research facility where they have um, uncovered ancient civilizations that were advanced beyond our com- comprehension, um, which we we know if we've played the other Halo games is uh, the precursors. Um, the precursors have developed some kind of technology, which then leads to, we, <laughs> I, I act like I'm an expert at Halo. I'm not an expert at Halo, but I know some of the story. Um, the, the Halos basically, um, which are these giant rings in the, in, in, in space that are actually a weapon, um, that can be used. Um, and, humans, the covenant, nobody really knows how these things work, but Dr. Halsey has been studying this technology for a while now and think they have cracked the code. They also found something in this underground relic that, uh, that is very important to this cause that could turn the tide in this battle that we're having. Um, and so we go underground, we find we're we're at this relic, this, this 
it, almost like an ancient temple kind of thing or an, a base of some sort um, where they kind of set up a research facility. So it's like a ancient temple with a with a modern base next to it kind of thing, right? Research and, base uh, almost. Yeah. And um, the Covenant are now invading it. We're trying to hold them off. This felt like it took forever. I, you know, they said, set up these these uh, defenses, right? So I go and set up all these defenses. And they're like, the defenses will go offline. My defenses never went offline. I don't know about you, but mine never went offline. I don't think mine did either. Yeah. I never had to go out and like, uh, restart them or anything like that. Yeah, I never did either. So... Um, but yeah, we're getting bombarded with guys. Brutes are coming, elites are coming, grunts, everything like that. They're throwing everybody at us, and we got to defend this place until we can open the doors. And then, the job uh, of uh, of of building a little bit of tension and dr- or drama here. I didn't really, I never really got overrun. It wasn't like you ever see Lord of the Rings style, like armies coming at you or hordes coming at you. I don't really even know what the layout here was. If if there was a way to like route enemies past the turrets, I basically I just kind of wandered around a little bit. Then when it was really clear that what the door was that we were defending, I basically just went there and held off the last couple of waves, I guess, from behind those, stayed, those rocks or pillars that you have ex- as defense. That's exactly. I stayed there the exclusively. Like I, I was like the guys like it, it wasn't like they could blow up the door or anything like that. It was just like survive basically, and I didn't have any issues here. In fact, that like as many deaths as I had in this game, I didn't die once here. This was like the easiest part, <laughs> I guess, because I had like three team members with me, and these turrets were also helping me. So this was relatively easy for me. But uh, we got the door open, we go inside, and um, I guess a holographic Halsey, she's already off the planet, because we were thinking she was dead after the after the invasion, there was a, a major attack that happened, and we thought that she was pretty much dead, but she's like, no, I'm off the planet at this point. Okay, well, what are guys. we here for? Well, yeah, <laughs> basically. Huh. So what are we here for? She's like, you're here for this. So we've we've been studying this technology, and we discovered that there is this AI that is housed here that has a lot of information that we can use. We need you to get this off the planet as soon as possible because Reach is gone. Reach is Reach, Reach is screwed. We're, we're never going to we're never going to reclaim this planet. We need to get this AI and this technology off this planet before the Covenant get to it. Okay. And they give us a little, they give us a little snippet. It's a this little AI of a, of a, of a woman. I already know it's Cortana. We come to know her well. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's, it's the, the AI that is with Master Chief throughout the majority of Halo. Um, Cortana is, 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 this is the technology that we need. So we have this AI and she has chosen 
Noble Six, which I, we never know this person's name, but she's chosen Noble Six to be her carrier. Take me off this planet. Got it. So that's your mission. Get her off this planet. All right. Well, there is a carrier ship. we got to get it to the carrier ship. This is a mad dash to get there. Okay. So that's that's priority number one. And that's basically the rest of this game is getting to the carrier ship, making sure she gets on the carrier ship, and then send her off. Got it. Okay. And this, and like you mentioned before, the first half of this game, we were just like, go here, do this, go here, do this. And it was kind of haphazard. This, we have a structure. We got something. We got the payload, right? Take the payload to where it needs to go. Got it. Okay. And and all the story beats and all the, the moment-to-moment action is about getting this payload to where it needs to go. Got it. Okay. And I'm fine with that. Like, I, like, and they're going to throw a lot of stuff at you. Okay. And I, I like that structure. Give me, give me an objective. Don't give me an objective and then give me another, another objective. Give me a main story quest and we're going to pursue that for the rest of the game. <laughs> throw me off track. That's fine. But as long as I know what the end goal is. Exactly. Like it feels like we were doing side quest up until half of, half of this game. Yeah. <laughs> And now we're now we got a main story quest, right? So, all right. Now we, as Noble Six, uh, we kind of separate. So Emil and Noble Six, the guy we're playing as, continue on together, while Carter, the leader, is off somewhere else. I don't know where he, what he's doing. And so we're, we're going through what I can best describe is a desert. It's not even a desert, like desert caves is the best way. Canyon at some point, there's some caves, there's a little bit of desert. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Canyon, yeah, that would be the best way to describe it. There's a lot of like flying enemies there, the the bug guys, the drones. Mm. Um and we're trying to make it back to the surface essentially. And we've um, already, I think at this point, I think before we got into the underground area was when we finally got to use the the tank. And I think here yes. it's mostly the warthog and and some other vehicles, but they're, they're definitely, I feel, amping it up a little bit because, you know, we, we've had the the ship that we used in the last level, the the, the city level, and then then you've got the tanks. So you, there, you end up with quite a few different vehicles, almost like a vehicle per level that you're using. That's that's kind of unique. Yeah, there's less of one in this level, but you do end up have having a fairly lengthy driving section here. So, the 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 lengthy driving section you're talking about is that on the ATV? Yes. You think it is? Yeah. Where you have to make your jump at the end? Yeah, on the on the caved in street, basically. Yeah. So, fun fact: Did you do that on an ATV driving? Yes. 
I did that on the back of an ATV with a mule driving. And it was possibly the slowest anticlimactic chase I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. They're that's, like, that's at funny. the end, at the very end of it, they're like, we got to jump it. And the mule just kind of just like, <laughs> it was so anticlimactic. He, I was like, this, this AI is going to fucking, it's going to crash. They're going to, they're going to not make the jump. We're going to fall into the crevice and I'm going to have to start over. But apparently it is scripted because he jumped it and then turned sideways. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we made it. And then he just kind of stopped. I'm like, should I get off now? <laughs> so I got off and then continued on. But honestly, I didn't shoot anything. I just jumped on the back and he just drove me. Sure, I got shot a couple of times, but I never got shot to where I was taking damage. I was just, it's just my shield damage. And I just, I just kind of sat there and just rode with him. And he jumped it. And 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 in a cutscene, we we, we jumped and we got off, and there you go. (laughs) (laughs) And then moving forward. What's that? It says the height of action. Yeah, right. Like, I was just, it reminded me a little bit of, you remember Alone in the Dark, whenever you would, you would jump, you know, a crevice. And it would oh, do yeah. the slow motion thing. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, you might as well just put your controller down. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of how I felt the whole time I was playing this. I was like, I didn't shoot anything. I was just kind of just riding. Um, but then we get, we get a, it was a cut scene, but I was like, it might have, might as well have been an end game cut scene where Emil and Noble Six are going through this crevice and, there's one of those spider, the spider, um, um, mechs or spider. I don't know what they're, what they're called, but, um, they're blocking us. They're like, Oh man, we're, we're, there's no way we can get out of this. And, uh, Carter, he shows up, he's in a, uh, he's in a jet and he's like, I can stop it. And he's, I'll see you on the other side. And he crashes into it. Kamikaze style. And blows it up, and Carter's dead. And it, it was a cutscene, but I was like, it might have what might as well have been an in-game cutscene because it was just like so short and just kind of anticlimactic. So the leader of Noble or Noble Team is just dead now. Yeah. And I'm like, you won't be forgotten. Let's go. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like really, the leader of Noble Team just sacrificed himself, and you guys are going to do it in this short little cutscene. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's like they. What are they going to do? Make it more dramatic when I don't really know anything about this guy's life anyway. I mean, true. I just like maybe they could have do like, did like a you know like a, a camera angle of of Carter talking to us saying. I'm 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 out, guys. Have a have a good one, you know, or something like that. Yeah, but something instead, where he's you, just, you know, t- t- tell my tell my daughter I love her. Yeah, like the the camera just sticks on the little spider thing, and you see the jet come in and just fly into it and blow up, and the spider thing falls over, and I'm like, oh, that's there's Carter, he's he's dead. Okay. Like it, it felt so nonchalant, you know what I mean? 
for for the leader of our squad. Okay. So Noble Six and Emil continue on. And um we make it to the the the, the launch area, I guess. Um it feels like it was part of a desert area with like a how do I describe this? It was a desert area with like a... It reminded me of almost like an oil rig. If that's the best way to describe I don't know. Uh, I assumed it was kind of the uh, like an abandoned shipbuilding yard. Because you've got... Eventually you've got um, ships that you're trying to board here. So I, I assumed it was just kind of like a dry dock area almost. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a good way to describe it. Um, and this is where they like, you know, continue East that this is like, I mentioned it before, but continue East, go look for the door at the East. There's tons of areas in this part where you can just run by guys. There's the, and, and there's obviously like major firefights with like ODST guys are there shooting at enemies. There's a bunch of enemies, brutes, and, and there's even like some some hunters are there and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna run right by you guys. They told me to go east. By God, I'm gonna go east. <laughs> and so, and 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 there's a door there. You go through the door. All right, don't have to worry about that firefight. Got it. And there is one fight that you have to do, and it's with two hunters because I went to the door. And the door doesn't open until those hunters are dead. And I was like, well, damn. I was hoping I could do this without having to kill some dudes. But, uh, and I I died here a few times because I was kind of ill-equipped for, to deal with hunters. (laughs) Um, so, but yeah, taking out the hunters, then they open the doors and let you in. And then you're kind of at the, 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 the launch pad or the landing pad area. And it's kind of an open area where you can, you're going to have a bunch of guys, different waves coming from different directions. Uh, and it's just you and Emil and a few ODST that's holding these guys off. Uh, and there's also like an AA gun there. Um, oh, up on top, right? That you can't get to at this point. Yeah. You can't get to until afterwards, but um, you have to fight off these waves uh, but after fighting off the waves and luckily, so I, the, I had a grenade launcher that I was using, which is hit and miss. If you hit a guy with it, it's great. If you miss a guy and it bounces, that thing is useless. Yeah. But killing one of those golden elite dudes that have the gravity hammer, the gravity hammer is awesome. That is an instant kill. It doesn't matter what kind of enemy it is. <laughs> this was and one so of the, was, this was the fight that I died the most on in the whole game, though. Yeah, definitely was for me too. I probably died probably ten times here. Yeah. I was just like, man, I just like okay. And every time I would restart it, I would get two enemies farther and then die. And I'm like, okay, I know what to do after the second enemy. I know what to do after the third enemy, and just had to keep going basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the last wave for me because I was I was at a save point where I knew exactly I'm going to take these twenty steps and I'm going to look down on this platform. Then they're going to land. 
one well-placed grenade, and I was taking out like six people with one grenade. So I'm like, this has to be the way I start this section, because there's no better thing to do than take out six people instantly. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I felt like there were some of the, you know, the elite brutes with gravity hammers coming at me from a few different directions, and you know, a couple times they just got me and I didn't see them, and a couple of times I tried to take one out and I. I was being a little too brave and I should have actually just run away and reloaded yeah. or something. So, um, again, I, I, it's one of those battles that I think Halo does do well because whether I would shoot to the outskirts, whether I would hold up in a building, whether I would go guns blazing or, or really try to snipe people. I mean, uh, you know, I, I took a, a little bit of each approach and just tried to hodgepodge my, my overall approach together and you know eventually it worked and i felt like i was gaining more and more of the pattern like you said every every time you try it it's almost a roguelike in that sense yeah that's man you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there for halo is is learn like you hit a checkpoint you learn the patterns and if you fail you know those patterns now that's that's the kind of the gameplay loop and and it works because Halo has good checkpoints. Um, it can sometimes be frustrating because it, it is a lot of trial and error. Um, but it's not, that's not the whole game. You know, if it was all just trial and error until you got to the end of it, man, that would be annoying. But there are times where you can kind of run and gun and it works. But like you said, sometimes you have to run. Like sometimes there is like, there's three elites there. I can't, I can take one of them out, but I can't take three of them out and, you know, take that one out and then run away, regroup kind of thing. Um, and I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm playing this game wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like I am the doom slayer. I should be able to kill all three of those guys. Nope. I'm just a dude. I need to shoot that one dude run away, regroup, and then come back and take the other two out. And I don't play it that way, and that makes me die. So, yeah. I feel like I, toward the end of this game, I kind of learned that. Um, the beginning of it, I feel like, was a little bit more frustrating and, and probably all the way to the to the half point, halfway point. Like, this part right here is when I finally learned hey, I should play this game a little differently. I should run away from this. You know, even if it is just one elite, I am low on health. I have full shields, but if he gets my shields down, I'm dead instantly. I need to regroup. I need to go find some ammo. I need to go, you know, reload or whatever kind of thing and then take it on. And I feel like if I am... This game is short enough to where I finally learned it at the end of the game. Yeah. And I feel like if I played other Halo games now, like if I went and played like Halo 2 or Halo 3 or something like that, I would be like, okay, I'm equipped with the knowledge to take on this game and play it how it's supposed to be played, not how I want to play it. Um, But the game was short enough to where like I finally learned how to play the game at the end of it kind of thing. Um, because I'm so used to other shooters. I'm so used to, to other games and how they play. 
and Halo plays differently from those games. But yeah, after holding all those guys off, um, we get our final death. Well, I'd not say final death. We have one more death after that. Um, we have our, our, our final noble team partner death. Uh, Emil, we see him, uh, as we're struggling to hold off all these guys. Emil gets, uh, stabbed with a, uh, energy sword in the back, um, from an elite. Uh, as he's getting overrun and um we have to uh to 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 allow the 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 launch ship to leave so we we take the ai off of us we take cortana off of us we give it to the i don't know i don't even know who that guy is they showed a guy general i guess i don't know what he was yeah. we give the ai to him and he's like get on and noble 6 is like I'm not getting on. You guys have to have backup to get off this planet. I'm going to hold them off. So they they get pre- prepared to launch and we have to hold off the incoming uh aerial fight that's coming in and uh we get on the AA gun, the anti uh air gun. And uh, start zapping dudes out of the air um, to hold them off before, so that way we can have the launch and leave off uh, reach with the AI. And uh, didn't have this, I didn't have any issues here. It was just a lot of charging up the gun and shooting ships out of the sky. It's a pretty slow charge, so you have to. So there's, you spend as much time waiting as you do actually blasting, but yeah. um, you know you definitely do take down a lot of ships in a short time. So definitely feels like a powerful gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we hold them off long enough for the ship to launch. They get off reach, and the game technically ends there. Ships off. Um, Cortana is talking to the general. And you see the ship slowly approaching a halo in the distance. And then you get the epilogue and where you take over as Noble Six after the ship had launched. The, uh, the, this facility is now under siege. And you get the final mission objective of survive. And... They throw everybody at you. Yeah. Every elite, every grunt, every jackal, they're all coming after you on this hill. And they give you a lot of weapons to fight them off with, but unfortunately, uh, you are supposed to die here. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, you're starting to get like shatters in your helmet, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, that's kind of cool the the cracks in the helmet and stuff like that and uh when you finally succumb to the the waves it shows the elites approaching you 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 take your helmet off and you're seeing the through the vision of the helmet um the elites come up to you and stab you with a with an energy sword and basically overwhelm you 
and then you finally get the the ending cut scene with Halsey telling you that or saying basically making a speech of uh your your bravery and your memory will never be forgotten reach may have been lost but uh what your mission that you have completed uh has saved humanity and we wish that you could see it but your memory will live on through through i guess this i don't know the sense of closure there to yeah. have literally sacrificed yourself to ensure that humanity can survive yeah so um getting cortana off reach and in the hands of humanity uh will save humanity and that's um that's where it leaves off and i guess leads into halo 1 I, I I can't remember how Halo One begins, but they awaken John or Master Chief himself and give him Cortana and tell him to go to the Halo to figure out the mysteries of the Halo, which we now know is a weapon that houses the flood that is a ancient weapon that will kill whatever is in its path you at least get to see a halo at the end of the game yeah yeah there's one in the distance they're flying to it and then later on you find out there's multiple halos <laughs> you 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 finish the you finish the the fight with halo and then you find out oh there's actually multiple halos and that's a bad thing so and it just keeps going from there. So, yep, pretty much. Okay. Oh man, we we saved the world. Wait, there's like fifteen other world destroying things out there. Oh no. Well, but early in, in this game, it's almost like a. You know, it, it's almost like um, a fractal, where. You know, you, you blow up the one ship earlier in the game and then a bunch more show up. You blow up one Halo ring and then there's a bunch more. Yep, there's a whole bunch more. Scale keeps getting there's larger, but the pattern remains the same. Yep. Alright. So we do have an email. Comes in from Dustin. It says, Hey guys, I've tried playing along with this game, but didn't make it very far. I just don't care. Never cared about Halo. Even back when it originally released on Xbox, my brother had it and we played some multiplayer and it was fine. Then Halo 2 came out and everyone was gawking over that and it was fine. Halo 3, I completed, completely skipped and never cared to play any of the others. I, however did go back and played the campaign of Halo 1 and 2 in co-op on normal. And that was tolerable since it was an excuse to shoot some aliens and drink some beers with a buddy. I wouldn't mind actually playing the other Halo games in co-op just for fun. I'm definitely not playing it for the story and was surprised how much talking there was in Reach. 
I had no clue what they were even talking about, and playing by yourself the game just isn't that interesting or fun. I did try to coax a friend into playing co-op with me, but trying to co-op anything as an adult is damn near impossible. You speak the truth there. I think I probably would have finished it if I did have a buddy to play with. Uh, So maybe other time I'll actually see the end. I don't know how it ends. There's another game that did it first, and it was very... I do know how it ends, excuse me. There's another game that did it first, and it was very impactful and emotional. I've never actually played the ending of Halo, so I don't know if it hits the same highs or nots. I'll be curious to hear your takes. Quick side note. Do you guys know what game the Phoenix comes from that's on your logo? I have no idea. Uh, I think Ken or Anthony made that logo for us. And I can't remember. I'm not sure. If you said Final Fantasy V, you're correct. Okay, well there you go. It just so happens the Pixel Remaster is available for everything now. And this would be a perfect game to play this year. If, however, you choose five, choose six over five to play this year, I wouldn't even be mad since I would play either or with you again for the 50th time. I'm excited you guys are doing Greedfall next. You're going to love it. I should replay it, but work is really busy now, so I'll have to skip, but we'll try to write in a couple of times. After that, we need to make a Final Fantasy happen for sure. Dustin. There you go. Agree with all that. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah, that's... Um, um, I'm looking forward to Greedfall. And... Again, this game... When I played this originally... I feel like almost every game I played was an 8-12 to hour game. The moment this game felt ridiculously short. Not that that's a a negative. Like I said, I I do think it was a a very tight game. Especially for me, it really came together in the second half. Where the stakes are a little more clear. You know, people are dying at a higher rate. Um... You know, you're still changing locales a lot, so it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, and you get an actual, you know, an actual mission here at the end. So um, I definitely enjoyed the second half more. Um, had there been an extra 50% of the game and it was flushed out, I think I would have been okay with that. But I, I, in some ways, I feel like we did this game a disservice because while this campaign was fine and it was tight and it was short, I feel like when Reach came out, the campaign was not the draw. And, you know, as we mentioned a little bit last week, you know, there's Forge and there's multiplayer and there's co-op. And it it would have been great if we could have done co-op because, you know, some of my favorite Phoenix Downs have been when we've been able to co-op some games, you know, sure. Resident Evil's. Um, Dead Space, etc. So, I mean, th- this 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 could have been a whole level even better had we co-opted it. I don't know. Um, so uh, I'm just a little bit torn because I feel like we could have gotten more out of the game. I feel like the game impressed me a little bit more uh, when it came out. 
but on the other hand, it's still just a, a really tight, fun action game that, you know, it was over before I wanted it to be. I never got bored to the point where I just couldn't wait to finish it. So right. in some ways, it never out- outlived its its welcome. Yeah, I, f- I feel the, the same way. I feel like the... I could have probably played another hour of this game before it, it finally be like, mm, I'm kind of done. The, um, I feel like the moment to moment gameplay was fine. Were there a lot of restarts? Of course. Um, like I said, I feel like I learned how to play this game toward the end of it. Um, as far as a story goes, I will say this is probably the most invested I've been in a Halo game. Um, and I, I enjoyed the story. Like it was sure there were moments where like the, the deaths were not very impactful, but, um, when it comes to Halo games, honestly, I can't remember any of them. I, I, I could not tell you what happens in Halo one or three or four or five. But I can tell you, I I will remember how Reach ended. Because um, they really kind of pushed that "we will remember you" kind of thing, and and it was a it was a decent little send off. You know, it was it was like, hey, you know what? These dudes sacrificed their lives to make sure this thing happened. You know, and then the little we extra lo- emotion and poignancy of having that last stand also. I think really cements that you are alone on this world and dying here. <laughs> exactly. So, I I I enjoyed this game. I really did. I I it, it was definitely shorter, and that that was, and I think that's just kind of a stark contrast of how we've been playing games recently. You know, with the Yakuza games being so long and drawn out, this was a two episode game, and. It, it was a breath of fresh air for me, you know, as much as I love like a dragon, that was a long game and we talked about it for months and this one was short and sweet and I enjoyed my time with it. I really did, you know? Um, and I'm not, a, I'm not even that big of a first person shooter fan unless it's overwatch, you know, like I play a lot of overwatch, but I don't sit down and play the campaign of a first person shooter. Not anymore. At least, you know, but I enjoyed this a lot. And like after finishing Reach, I was like, you know, I got a couple of days before we have to start our next Phoenix Down game or or, or do anything. I was like, I I had the itch to like maybe I should go back and play Halo Two or Halo Three <laughs> again. Yeah. Like I, I did. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could go for more Halo. You know. So I I don't know. But uh, I got the Master Chief Collection. It's on Game Pass. I can play it whenever I want to. So, you know, if I if I if I got an hour to kill, I could boot up Halo and play a level or two. You know, so I don't know. It 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 definitely. I, I would not say it revitalized my feelings on Halo. It's not like I'm going to go load up Halo Infinite because I I I put maybe three hours in the Halo Infinite, and it's a fine game, but it was like. I'm not invested in the story. I, you know, I, I don't know anything about Halo really. Um, it was one of those things where like every time I played Halo Infinite, I was like, there's, there's a cutscene going on and I have no idea what they're talking about. 
Me too. Um, and that that's the issue is that like Halo Reach, I feel like if you've never played a Halo game before, you could play Halo Reach and understand what's going on. You know, even if like I know what Cortana is, but if if somebody who had never played Halo before sat down and saw, oh, it's this like little AI purple girl. Okay, well that's that's whatever that is. Okay, well we yeah, need all to you take really her need off. to know is that Halsey thinks it's the key to humanity. Exactly. You know, but but if you me. if you boot up Halo Three, you're like you know, Master Chief is talking to this this perp, this blue girl and and she's an AI and and there's these the flood is here and also the covenant and also this and also that and I was like I I don't care I don't like it, it turns out I don't care about this you know, but um, Reach feels like you know it's its own little story that that fits. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of liked it so much was that I didn't have to be invested. I didn't have to read the books to understand and have fun with this game. So, and it played fine. It it played fine. You know, I thought it was, it was good. It was good. I, I, it was, like I said, it was a breath of fresh air that I think I needed, especially after these long games that we've been playing recently. Yeah, agreed. It reminded me of, you know, in the in the Xbox and 360 days, I, there were a number of times where I would get home from classes or work or whatever on a Friday and be like, all I'm going to do from Friday night to Sunday night is finish a game. I'm going to play one game start to finish this weekend, yeah. story-wise. And, you know, I remember games like Advent Rising was, was one of them where I'm like, this is just my weekend this weekend. And this is mm-hmm. that kind of a game where... You know, you could if if all you wanted to do was play this campaign. I mean, it's a it's a night or two, and you're done. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something we've been lacking recently, especially on Phoenix Down. Is is games where you can finish in a weekend, like or a couple of weeks. You know, I didn't I, I didn't play this game every day. You know, but I I think I feel like you know, thirty <laughs> seven year old Drew can't play a game and beat it on the weekend yeah <laughs> but it's been a long time since you, i've done that you give me a week and a half i could probably be a game in a week and a half <laughs> you know yeah so and, and it, like yeah that that's maybe we should get back to that i know greed falls a little bit longer but um that that is also something i need to bring up so uh, i guess i can announce it to the to the podcasting world i have a new job I've been working, uh, everybody knows I've been working security for 16 years, but I'm actually moving on to a different position now. That position requires me to travel a little bit. So I'm going to be out of town for two weeks, um, starting not this week, but next week. Uh, And because I'm going to be out of town means I will not be um, available to play my Xbox. Well, where do I have Greedfall? I have it on my Xbox. So we're going to have to come up with a schedule or possibly, and I don't want to say it like this, but possibly a game before we play Greedfall. Um, I do plan on bringing my Switch with me while I travel. So 
we may have to do a Switch game or a game that is available on the Switch um, because I'm not going to lug my Xbox Series X around with me uh, while I travel. So that's a tough one to carry. Uh, putting the carry on, or <laughs> yeah, definitely throw in the trunk, <laughs> or throw in the trunk and then hook up to a hotel <laughs> TV. So, um, uh, if anything, we may have to do something that uh, Greedfall may be the not the next game that we play. I'm not entirely sure. I know we already announced that Greedfall will be our next game, but we may have to switch that up. Um, and we have not worked out what we're going to do. Um, obviously, I mean, obviously, I can start Greedfall, and I can record next week. But after that, there will be two solid weeks of nothing. So, um, I feel like we may need to put Greedfall on the back burner until I get back and finish my training with my new job. Um, so... I guess the best thing to do is is stick to our Twitter and see what we figure out. We haven't figured out anything yet. This all kind of happened recently in the past week. So I haven't been able to talk with Matt about this. Um but yeah, if you, you please do follow us on Twitter. It is uh at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um uh, we will announce it there, whatever we are doing. We may stick with Greedfall and take a couple of weeks off. That sounds kind of crappy. I don't kind of want to do that um, because, you know, especially with a story-based RPG, a lot can be missed after two weeks. But um, we'll figure it out, and we'll definitely announce it on our Twitter um, if you would... Uh, also follow us on Twitter individually, which is uh, DML Fury at at DML Fury, and then Matt is at REMGS, um, and then you can also send us an email. Um, it's Drew at ZTGD.com, and um, we will read off any emails that you send to us. Uh, whether it be about Halo, because I know there was only one person that reached out to us about Halo, or um, whatever game that we're going to be deciding on playing. Uh, but that's going to be pretty much it for us. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Dustin, for the email. And please send those emails to us. We will read them out on the show. Until next time, though, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. Hope you guys have a great week, and like I said, stick to the Twitter. We will announce what we are planning on doing uh, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to end this because I don't know what we're going to be doing, but uh, <laughs> we, will catch you, we will catch you next time. Have a great one.